Hello, Assalamu alaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And this is going to be another short one, mainly, uh, you know, to do with what's going on. Because then, um, remember, as I said, that Maryam Nawaz, um, you can see when a selected person who's imposed upon you, a person who did not even win the seats, and that person is, you know, he's, his whole position is fake and falsified and he's put in front of you, you see the difference between a selected uh, chief minister and an elected chief minister. And this is actually what I'm going to try to highlight. Well, in fact, this is something that I think anybody and everybody will probably be highlighting. Um, on one side, remember, I said that uh, Mariam Nawaz was busy talking rubbish as usual. She didn't actually talk about what exactly you know, they have in mind for Pakistan, for the economy, for the crisis, for this, for that, you know, stuff like that. But um, she was, as usual, just talking about herself and her father and her family and Imran Khan and this and that. Um, and and if you remember, I also mentioned that the, that the woman actually had the gall to once again uh, talk about the Ramzan Russian scheme. Um, and try to say that uh, as if it was all her idea that, you know, that they were going to go door to door and this and that. And I remember I challenged that, that because this was something that the PTI government actually started. This was the door to door thing that was part of the SAS program, if you remember. And because remember, I mentioned that PTI actually has a whole the whole data of all those people who really do need help, but they will never ask you for help. And all those people who are very obviously in need of your help. And they've always been made to stand in lines in the harsh weather and for hours on end just to get basic items, you know, basic Russian items. And as I said that, you know, I challenged the fact that we would see if Mariam Nawaz would actually be able to do it because they don't, they don't, they've never done it and they don't have any scheme of the sort. And they're thinking that they can just copy off of Imran Khan's scheme, but they, they wouldn't know how. So on the other side now, you have the elected chief minister of the KPK Provincial Assembly, um, and that is Gandapur. Now, Gandapur, if you remember, was that highly wanted person, one of those PTI um, members who was harassed, illegally arrested, um, you know, um, abused. You can call it abused when the way the, the police treats you. And, you know, he was and he was put through a lot. OK, and obviously the people voted for him. Remember, the people basically voted for Imran Khan. As always, the votes are basically for Imran Khan. Anybody who's loyal to Imran Khan gets the votes. Anybody who backstabs Imran Khan loses. So Gandapur was a very loyal person. And he was a very staunch PTI believer member. And he came through. He came through. And he, uh, you know, he even asked, because he comes, I remember, as I said, the northern, this time it's the northern areas that are going to shine in Pakistan. At this time, it's not Punjab. It's not, it's, it's never since, sorry to say, but this time it's not Punjab, you know, it's the northern areas that are going to shine. It's going to be KPK, it's going to be Gilgit Baldistan, it's going to be uh, Balochistan, you know, and as you can see, they have really, really struggled. Um, Punjab, it's not that Punjab isn't struggling, it's not that Sindh or Karachi, they're not struggling, but the fact that the northern areas have with full um, you know, the, the way that they have fully participated, you know, um, this is, this is something that hasn't been seen before.
And you can see that, I mean, again, you can see that it's because Imran Khan is the one uniting factor. He has united the whole of Pakistan. He doesn't talk about Sindh, Punjab and KPK and Balochistan. He talks about Pakistan. You see, he is one person who thinks of the nation, of the nation, of one people. He is that person who thinks of the whole Muslim world as one body, as is supposed to be in Islam. This is why even in the Muslim world, as we know, he is known as the most influential leader ever. He's the one who woke OIC up. You know, OIC was an eternal slumber. And he's the one who just smacked them around and said, wake up, you bozos, and get some work done, you know. He's the one who woke um, the United Nations up. You know, he was making precedents wherever he went. Even whatever he did in Pakistan made precedents all over the world. Australia followed him. Britain followed him. Even India is right now trying to, obviously, but India would never openly say it. But it's so obvious that the million trees and the billion trees scheme that the that India is now trying to start is obviously a direct influence of Imran Khan's, uh, you know, billion trees scheme, which, as we know, was immediately picked up by the Western countries as well. And they at least had the courtesy to admit it. Now, um, keeping all of that in mind, so as I said, you see the elected Chief Minister Gandapur, look at his speech. Just look at his speech and compare it with Maryam Nawaz's speech. First of all, um, he talks about corruption. He talks about political victimization. He talks about people who are still illegally detained. He has given a warning. He gave a one-hour deadline warning to the uh, police department, uh, the, the, the law enforcement, the local law enforcement bodies, saying that they must let go of any and all illegally detained persons, regardless of whichever place or party they belong to, no matter who they are. If there are fabricated charges, they must be let go. The law must be followed investigation he he again reminded them of the points that Imran Khan um, had wanted and one of those points was that there has to be a proper transparent open investigation on the false flag operation that created this whole scenario then he reminded them of how the women are still illegally detained and imprisoned and that how they must be brought out and given justice then he talked about how he will not participate in any, uh, you know, political revenge or go for vengeance, but the law must be implemented. And whoever is responsible for breaking the law, even if it is just to follow orders of people higher up, he must face the consequences. This is something that he promised uh, when he went around asking for votes. This is one of the things that he actually promised that just give me one chance and I swear I will make all those people who abused the law pay for it. So he has started that already. Then he talked about the SAS scheme. He talked about the shelters and all those things that Maryam Nawaz and her uncle when they came and they closed down. They closed down the shelters, they closed down um, the, the uh, health card they closed down the, um, um, you know, 
we call them uh, the, these are actually part of the shelters in which you get food basically so there's a place where anybody who's hungry knows that if, if you go there there'll always be food so there were those shelters then there are those shelters that are basically to give you some place to sleep or to rest if you have nowhere to go so uh, then there was there were specific shelters for old uh, helpless people as well so i mean all those places that were being opened built up created by imran khan and that were being closed down by maryam nawaz and her uncle they are being reopened in kpk right by uh by the kpk assembly so he has announced that according to the SAS program, um, the Ramzan package will be delivered to people in their own homes. As, and as I said, because we have all participated in that previously, so we know that they are actually going to do it again, because this is something that PTI government started, right? Now, Mariam Nawaz is also trying to be very uh, generous by saying, oh, we will reopen the health card. Seriously, who cares if you will reopen the health card or not? The point is that the, and she was trying to say that, you know, oh, we were doing some changes. Yeah, changes my ass. Okay. Yeah. You either bring the health card exactly the way it was by Imran Khan, or you just leave it out. Yeah. Because we don't want thieves like you stealing from that too. Don't tell it. I mean, don't try to make a fool out of us. It's not like we don't know that you've already stolen a lot of that budget already. And then she's talking about water schemes and this and that, which is pure against scandal. What is she going to do? She's just going to go and open a, a, a tap. Like she'll just, she's just going to plumb out a tap on the premises of her home and then become a princess and say, everybody must come kiss my hand and then take clean water. Seriously, the PTI volunteers during PTI's tenure, they went to every nook and cranny possible and set up tiny, tiny filters and filtration plants. So, and, and even they even set up, um, you know, uh, tube wells that could run on solar motors to get water so that nobody should be dependent on anybody for fresh drinking, clean filtered water. So, I mean, yeah, don't give me that crap woman. Now, another thing that was seen yesterday, um, Obviously, people are, are definitely, you know, it's it's going pretty viral on the social media of how uh, Gandapur was harassed by the police, how he was, uh, you know, uh, abused by the police, how he was arrested by the police, how he was treated by the police when he was uh, made into a wanted man. And now that same, that same police force is bowing down in front of him and giving him a guard of honor because he has become, you know, the elected chief minister. And people were like, you know, being very satirical about the police and you know and they were also so it is yeah I mean obviously it's it's like it's hilarious the same police that treated him just only a few days even until a few days ago you know when they were trying to somehow or the other just pull on with the rigging and now that they have failed utterly completely because as I said that's KPK you cannot mess with KPK you can mess with Punjab you can mess with Sindh because the population the, the whatever whatever reasons you might you might contribute to the fact or attribute to the fact that you can mess with Sindh and Punjab. But the thing is, you cannot mess with KPK because that's 100% PTI's home ground. It's its turf, you know. Although, yes, Punjab is also PTI's turf. But the problem with, with Punjab is that there, it's, as I said, there's, there's so many pockets, you know, where manipulation gets done. But KPK, you can't. KPK is like, you know, all or nothing. 
So pity I gets it all. So here's the difference, you know, between a selected chief minister, you know, America's bitch, and an elected chief minister who was actually voted for, who was elected by the people, right? This is the difference. You will, and you will continue to see many such differences. Now, another thing that happened yesterday um, is the protest throughout Punjab. Now, remember, nowadays, uh, since Thursday, since Thursday onwards, and today is right now Sunday, and it is about 2.30 a.m. at the moment as I speak. So uh, since Thursday, it's been raining, okay? It's been raining um, there's been snowfall, there's been a uh, hail, there's been rain, and it is expected to last a week, right? Um, um, and it's throughout Pakistan, right? So all the places that, that uh, get snow, they've got snow, all the places that get hail, they're, they're getting hail, all the other parts of Pakistan that, you know, are, are basically being, you know, rained on, Right. So yesterday was particularly harsh throughout Pakistan. Um, so in certain areas it snowed, in, certain, in most of the areas it hailed and rained. And throughout Punjab, there were all the way up to the northern area, there was a massive protest. So in every part of Punjab that you would, you know, get out and check, you would see that there was a massive protest held throughout Punjab. This protest obviously is being held against the illegal arrest of Imran Riaz Khan once again, um, you know, being branded a terrorist. It's amazing how the actual terrorists and traitors are ruling on us by force, thanks to America, whereas the others, the actual patriotic people, and as I've said it many times before, the actual patriots, they are being branded traitors. And every single charge um, that has been branded over onto Imran Khan, Imran Riaz Khan, and all the other PTI members, every single charge actually applies to Maryam Nawaz, Shabazz Sharif, Nawaz Sharif, Zardari, Bilawal, Fazlur Rahman, and their Kithankin, seriously. Every single charge, be it treason, be it terrorism, uh, be it incitement, uh, be it hatred speech, be it provocation, be it anti-state elements or sentiments or anti-state speech. As you remember, this was uh, Maryam Nawaz out in the open has been doing all of that. And it's on the record because she's done a lot of press conferences. So, yeah. Well, but then this is the world we live in, right? The world that we live in is where genocide is being committed um, in Kashmir and Palestine and countries are being robbed by the Western countries and the West, same Western countries are, you know, they are financing and masterminding the genocides. The same Western countries are interfering in our countries and trying to plant their own dogs and bitches so that they can colonize and again rob us blind so basically, that is all that's going on. I mean, that is what the Western world is known for. I'm sorry to say, but the Western world has a history of genocide, atrocities, ethnic cleansing, war crimes, invasion, um, you know, uh, appointment of fifth columnists and traitors, um, you know, constant interference on a global, uh, you know, scale. I, the Western countries have all never had anything of their own. They've never had anything to their name. Everything is borrowed, stolen, and looted. 
And at the end, you know, what goes around comes around, seriously. So the Western countries, the Western world will soon be down on its knees apologizing to all of us for centuries to come. And I'm sorry to say they will never be forgiven. So you are basically, all of you in the Western world, you are basically creating that future for your descendants, for your children, for their children, for their children, right? Um, the Western world is going to go back deep into regressive dark ages and it will never come out of that again. And I'm that sorry, much I but Najam uh, Sethi is an a-hole, okay? I've always found it amazing how, you know, that we have a lot of pseudo-intellectuals, a lot of fake intellectuals in Pakistan. In Pakistan, intellectuals are basically made the same way every other person in any other industry in Pakistan is made through connections and bribery, right? So nobody is there on merit, okay? So our uh, Pakistan is filled with pseudo-intellectuals, pseudo-philosophers -philosoph uh, and pseudo-scientists and, you know, pseudo-thinkers and pseudo-writers, sorry to say. All those genuine writers, philosophers, thinkers, scientists, they're all gone. That era is of, of, of genuine um, people in these industries, they're gone. That's all gone. And um, nowadays, the actual genuine thinkers, philosophers, writers, um, you know, genuine analysts, genuine journalists, um, they're just sitting at home or on social media. And most of them are unknown. I can also tell you that. Very few of them are those who made a name for themselves uh, conventionally for a long time and now they've been pushed by the illegal government obviously onto social media one of them being Imran Riaz Khan um, and the other one being Wait Pirzada and another one being uh, uh, Vajahat and then uh, yes I would refer to Vajahat as a proper journalist yes because anybody who actually manages to dish out facts and investigate, you know, investigate all those facts, verify them and dish them out. That is what he does. So I would refer to him as an investigative journalist. Moit um, Pirzada is an analyst as well as I would, yes, brand him a journalist. This this is, you know, he is of the field. Uh, he's mainly now into, you You know, you can more, more or less categorize him as an analyst or a critical thinker. Um, but the other so-called senior analysts like Najam Sethi and this and that, these are, you can't really, or Hamid Mir and, you know, Mansoor Ali, you can't call them journalists, to be honest. These are, to me, pseudo-intellectuals or pseudo-journalists or, you know, um, Najam Sethi being of the pseudo-intellectual, uh, you know, category because he is by no means a journalist, nor does he claim to be one. He's not a reporter, nor does he claim to be one. He is of the pseudo-intellectual category. Um, and seriously, if a person is biased that he can so blatantly lie about something, then that person is in no case or in no way, um, you know, genuine, okay? 
that is why I would say that Najm Sethi is an a-hole because I've actually begun to get so tired of the man, you know, of the man's, he, he drips hypocrisy. I swear the man opens his mouth, he just opens his mouth and he drips hypocrisy and lies and fabrications. And I'm actually very sensitive to these things. Um, to be honest, I can literally look at somebody's face and I can actually even if i don't know what he's going to say but i can actually tell you that whatever is going to come out of his mouth is a lie I and mean, this is how how strong uh my instincts are when it comes to lies and liars you know i've never been wrong okay so touch wood on there i've never been wrong as soon as i look at somebody's face i just it's just you know instinctively and intuitively i can just read all the micro signs and all the micro signals of their faces and expressions which nobody seems to be able to do and so somehow my mind already arrives to the conclusion after all the deductions whatever he, this person is going to say when he opens his mouth is a lie and there you have it. So the same is with Najm Sethi. I always just knew that whatever he's blabbing out is like, you know, to me, a lie is a lie. Even if you take the truth, um, tell partial truths and mix in a bit of lie or a lot of lie, um, it's a lie. Okay. So yes, it's a lie and he's a liar. So, you know, the fact that he tried to dismiss the whole thing, he's like, oh yeah, you know, as I said, there will be a small protest. It's not a big deal. So it was a small protest. It really wasn't a big deal. Similarly, you know, Gandapur taking over on, on the, uh, as chief minister, that was obviously going to happen. So that was not a big deal. You idiot, you moron. The protests were all over Punjab. It is a big deal. Okay. Imagine Punjab actually standing united in a protest. It is a big deal, right? Yes, Gandapur, just only a few days ago, they were still looking for ways to undermine him. Yes, we, people like me, also expected that KPK cannot be touched, but it is still a big deal. Yes. Why? Because the establishment and the army are like spoilt brats right now. You know, those really spoilt brats that the new generation parents have created where you know the the children are like all lying on the floor and and you know they're just wriggling and writhing and twisting and warming around and screaming blue murder and you know throwing tantrums and you just want to give them a huge good hearty smack to get them back to their senses you know that is exactly what these spoiled brats are doing because they were right till the end looking for a way to please the international bitch, Mariam Nawaz, you know, the madam. Remember, she is the international madam of an international prostitution ring. So they were trying to please the international madam that, you know, on somehow or the other just to get rid of Gundapur, but they couldn't because, as I said, they cannot touch KPK. Right. Once KPK has declared war, you just can't touch KPK. Okay. This is something that people should have should know by now anyway, because this is the same thing in Afghanistan. If Afghanistan doesn't want you in, you are not coming in no matter what you do. And America failed miserably and went back with its tail down between its legs like the dog that it is. Why? Because in Afghanistan, no matter how many traitors they found, because remember, I've said this before and I'll say it again, you cannot enter a country, you cannot invade a country, you cannot colonize a country, you cannot even set foot onto any other land without a traitor from within, without a, a traitor and a fifth columnist. A fifth columnist is a political traitor. 
and a traitor is just a traitor regardless of whatever industry that person belongs to or you know whatever category that person belongs to in, in the social economic strata of life so there we have it we have america learning bitter lessons russia learning bitter bitter lessons from afghanistan and then knowing that you know our northern areas are more or less the same kind of people kpk balochistan bordering on afghanistan you know you can understand it already they most of them are related to each other anyway you know they literally are relatives across the border so you can imagine the, these are not people you can easily mess with if they've decided on something you can't mess with them it's as simple as that so it's a good pleasant surprise to have the northern areas you know um coming into the national scheme of things it's a very very pleasant uh surprise and it's not that they never wanted to or you know it's just that you could say that for a long time you know they just weren't weren't in the mix you know they they weren't allowed to participate and then they just lost heart and refused to participate imran khan as i said is the one holding everybody together he's the one who united the whole of pakistan otherwise every politician has literally played divisional politics you know because they are basically the ass lickers of the british so they were the slaves of the british they got whatever they have today because of the british because they were traitors and turncoats so today um even now whenever they come they play by the british tactics which is divide and rule you know so divide and conquer so this is why all the british american minions you know this uh, nawaz sharif and family and zardari and family which in other words you know and you know fazal rahman who literally is a you know how, what can i say he belongs to a family of traitors so and you know uh, so we have all these many uh, in the northern areas also actually many of the many of the old um political um personnel one can say they literally belonged to uh traitors families as in they literally belonged to families of known traitors who were anti pakistan so obviously these are the people who have always been in the mainstream politics of pakistan because they have been put there you know by the british by the american the americans so at the end of the day um they have those same tactics of divide and rule divide and conquer if you remember even zial haq basically began this whole thing when he created mqm which at the end of the day served mainly as uh you know india's raw's assets and spies and you know they committed a lot of atrocities and terrorist acts uh you know in in karachi you know and they had a grip on karachi for a very long time which again it was imran khan that finished practically destroyed mqm overnight so yes imran khan is the uniting factor always will be not of just within pakistan but of the whole muslim world and even of the non-muslim world in so many other cases as we can see he has influenced practically the whole world because he talks about what is right and what is just he talks about merit he talks about fair play he talks about equality he talks about uh you know he talks about cor- about how corruption is still being committed and how different countries are still discriminating against others he talks about peace he talks about collaboration he talks about you know um uh, just having good old fashioned trade ties with everybody on a neutral or based on just neutral um you know 
uh, ground. So, yes, um, this is exactly what now, you know, Gandapur is standing for because remember, uh, this is PTI's stance. So, Gandapur was basically reiterating PTI's stance and, and he was reopening all the schemes that Imran Khan had opened for the poor, for the marginalized, for those who, you know, are right now on dire financial uh, circumstances or straits and, you know, but they just can't talk openly about it, you know. Uh, so help will once again reach to these people. Whereas on the other side, you have Maryam Nawaz and Zardari who are directly responsible for the closure of businesses. You know, the people in Karachi, they're like, the reason they're like, you know, the businessmen are like, we don't need to strike anymore because our businesses are already shutting down anyway. We can't run them anymore because of the fuel prices and the electricity prices and whatnot which again, we all know is that they're, in, they're increasing just to, you know, feed themselves, just to pocket all that money. I mean, as you've listened to what I ranted about, or, or you know, about what ISCO did, and I still had to pay all those estimates, you know. Um, oh, it was for this, oh, it was for that, oh, it was against the Semper, oh, it was for that, oh, it would be credited, oh, it would be this, but, you know, it's bullshit, absolute bullshit, you know, so, and I still think that even now we're, we are not doing enough. We are protesting come hail, snow or rain, yes. But when I say we are not doing enough, you know, I'm trying to think about Lord of the Flies, kill the pig. Get it? Kill the pig. You know how some pigs are equal, but some pigs are more equal? Yeah. All pigs are equal, some pigs are more equal? Okay. Let's just kill the pigs. That's what I'm saying. This is me signing out, Khuda Hafiz.